The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome inside the Buffalo Blitz. I am your host, Peter DiBiase. He is Lance Nelson, a.k.a. Mafia Montage. And this is the Buffalo Blitz right here on the Built in Buffalo Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter network at a brand new day and a brand new time for the foreseeable future. We will be going on, instead of Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, we'll be going Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern. If you miss the show, you can always rewatch it on Facebook and YouTube. Also, feel free to comment on Facebook and YouTube, but the podcast version comes out tomorrow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Lance, how are we doing tonight, my man? Doing well, doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Battling a sickness right now. Had a been sick for a couple of days, but when Built in Buffalo calls, I, I guess I got to keep doing my job. There you go, man. Most professional man in the business. I love it. So before we get into today's uh, topic, obviously we're going to talk about free agency. We're not at the draft yet. Uh, we were planning on doing a draft episode, but the Bills continue to make some small moves, some moves that are not over-the-top moves, but moves that move the team forward. But we'll get the draft talk maybe towards the end of the episode and then in the eventual coming weeks. But Lance, Underdog Fantasy, tell them about our promo, and maybe we'll play some picks right now. Yeah, so basically if you go to the Underdog fantasy app or website and sign up with a promo code blitz b l i t z you will get a deposit match up to a hundred dollars with a minimum deposit of ten dollars and you can then use daily fantasy features such as best ball drafts or pickums which we're actually going to go through quickly here a little bit of a pick'em scenario so you understand what underdog fantasy is, how to use it, and you know, get a little experience and feel for the uh, interface. So here is the pick'em interface on the web. Um, you see you have a lot of player stats, player props. You can pick higher or lower on those props, and you will then um, build an entry. You enter the amount that you want to wager, 
and based upon the number of picks you make is how much you can win. So if you pick five entries, you'll get 20 times your wager. If you pick four, you get 10 times your wager, three, six times your wager, and two, three times your wager. So myself and Peter are going to do a little yeah, let's do pick it. them live and in living color. Uh, we got like three minutes to finish this thing if we're going to pick Hollabuck here. So let's go to the NBA. And who do you like, Peter? Give me two guys you want to play. Um, you got Tatum and Brown here. Anything stick hmm. out to you? Let's see. Um, let's do Russell Westbrook over five and a half rebounds. What team does he play for? He plays for the Clippers. They're going LA, up against the Thunder. That's a 10-40 uh, Western start. All right. the way down. He's going to get five and a half rebounds. Higher. Higher. Let's do it. One more, guy. Um, I'm not a hockey guy, so I'm going to avoid the hockey picks. Let's go. Hmm. Nah, I don't like that. Hmm. Let's go Harrison Barnes over four rebounds. These are the Kings. Harry Barnes. Love him. Loved watching him play in college. Uh, UNC, the team that did not make the NCAA tournament this year. Also, another cool thing uh, if you're a cool college basketball fan, uh, March Madness has some very cool underdog fantasy things. You can go pick them, but you also can do rivals. You can match up players against each other. I dabbled in that this past weekend, and it's fun. It's a fun one. Um, but yeah, Underdog Fantasy is an awesome website. Use code Blitz. They'll match your deposit up to a hundred dollars minimum, ten dollar deposit. So helps everyone. Oh yeah, we gotta get one more in here. I'm gonna go with Tatum as. Oh, man, I'm gonna go higher on it. I don't want to, but I'm doing it. Okay. And we're going to click insurance. So you see here, four out of five, still going to give us two and a half times our money. Five out of five, you win 10 times your money. So it does change the odds a little bit, but you get to miss one and still have a chance to win something. How's that sound? Sounds good to me. Let's do it. All right. There's our picks. You can share your picks with other people. Um, and that's basically how you create a underdog fantasy uh, pick them entry. And you can... Always um, do this during, obviously, NFL seasons. A lot more exciting, right, mm -hmm. for, for the Bills and those things. So, um, you know, really, uh, really cool app. It's what, We had Nate Geary on a show, um, on my other show, The Sit Down, and he said he only uses Underdog Fantasy and then the sports betting apps. That's uh, the only two apps he uses. So for Daily Fantasy, Underdog is his main go-to. And I thought that was pretty cool. So, um, you know, guys, check it out and sign up today. Yeah. So comment section is open. I see some people already in the comment sections, but drop a like, drop a comment. We'll be talking about free agency all night um, until nine o'clock. And hopefully you guys tune in. So, Lance, I'm going to start with I'm going to start with you. Damian Harris signed with the Buffalo Bills yesterday. It came out today that he signed for one point seven million dollars on a one year contract which in my opinion is an absolute steal. Give me your yeah. initial reactions to Damian Harris, and then we can break it down. 
Yeah, I feel like it lit a fire under everybody, man. Once we actually got the signing out of the way, people kind of understand now that we're like um, really trying to win here. We're we're bringing in legitimate people. I think people didn't know that a lot of the names we had signed thus far, um, they were obviously like depth pieces and things like that. We didn't necessarily know, even though like Connor McGovern's going to probably start, um, didn't necessarily have a lot of familiarity. He wasn't an established starter yet in the league basically. So now with Damian Harris, he's like a proven commodity. And that's kind of the thing we've been talking about, especially in the built-in Buffalo group too, is like, we want, we want sort of a proven commodity. So I broke out my big baller bean shirt, which you can find on the merch shop for built-in Buffalo. Go on mm-hmm. our Facebook page and the links there for our uh, T public merch shop and um, cool new designs coming out too. Dave's always working on something. So uh, Damian Harris though, Really excited. I think people, you know, got a lot of energy out of this signing, and that was cool to see. Like, a lot of people kind of started to turn the corner back towards, all right, we're getting better now. We're definitely um, a better team with Damian Harris on it. Um, We've got some upgrades. So now a little bit better feeling going into the draft. We're not stuck on um, necessarily the B. John Robinson train, uh, you know, in the first round type of deal. We have uh, basically, uh, you know, a full – kind of a full running back room we can definitely bring in one more rookie to you know kind of since harris is on a one-year deal kind of a one-year prove it deal like you said you know really low cost uh really high upside for this guy so it's a very good signing very exciting i think it re-energized uh bill's mafia and i'm i think we're uh we're really looking at a, a good season coming up here well when we talked about when we signed Damon Harris, I covered him a couple times this year when I covered the Patriots for my internship at ABC6. Yes, I covered the Patriots for a little bit. Um, so if anybody gets offended, they get offended. I meant to um, ask you about that too. I failed in my segue. And I met Damon Harris a couple times. Uh, not like personally, like we're not like on a first name basis. I know his first name. He doesn't know my first name. Um, but no, he was a nice guy and I've interviewed a couple of times. And he was cool, but... He was a great locker room guy. Like they said, always had a smile. If you watch his press conference today, dude was had a smile. So he's a good locker room guy. Clearly wants to win. Um, but his 2022 season was battled with injuries. And Hadre Stevenson had a very good 2022 season for a couple of reasons. One, he was very good, but also because he had a lot more carries than the year before because Harris didn't play. But Harris in 2021 was a man amongst boys. 202 carries. He had 15 touchdowns, rushing touchdowns. That was tied for second in the NFL, 4.6 yards per carry. That was tied for 14th, 929 rushing yards. That was 10th in the NFL, and he had a PFF grade of 87.8. This is all in 2021. He was one of the best running backs in 2021. And I don't think a lot of people knew that, Lance, how good he was in 2021. He had a down year in 2022, 75, I believe, 0.8 mm-hmm. PFF grade. But just because of injuries, didn't well, small sample size, only had 106 carries. So he had half his carries he did in 2021. And that wasn't because of lack of production or quality of play. It was because he just couldn't get on the field. But I think the Bills, I think Bean uh, kind of hinted at this in his press conference a week ago, saying that we needed another power back. He was going to go on the market, or he wanted to bring in another bigger running back than they already have, and then Hines and Cook. And to get Damian Harris at $1.7 million, where his spot track was at $7 million, mm-hmm. that's an absolute steal. And I think the change of pace with Harris and Cook can be lethal. And Harris is a touchdown machine. He's 
Like people wanted Jamal Williams, but Jamal Williams cost you thirteen million dollars over three years. Harris costs you one point seven. So I think Harris was an absolute um, hell of a signing. But I agree with you, Lance. Those fans were like kind of in depression mode, not for the best reasons, but I get it because they didn't get DeAndre Hopkins or Judy or Odell or yada yada yada. Damon Harris signs, Trent Sherfield signs, and people were like, "Oh my God, we're back!" It's 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 a, it's a funny thing how Bill's social media works, but I love the Damian Harris signing. I think it adds a, another punch to the running game, and he seems like a great guy. Um, his press conference was awesome today, but yeah, Damian Harris, I was I, I'm on board for that. Yeah, one of the things I know he's not really well known for his receiving prowess, but he does have 49 career targets with only two drops. So it is kind of a nice uh, compliment to what the bills want to do. And they don't necessarily need to only play him on running downs or, you know, he obviously um, has the ability to, to block um, in the passing game. And then he also can um, go out and catch the ball at a pretty good clip. I mean, he didn't drop, had 20 targets, um, no drops in 21 and then had 22 targets and two drops. Uh, last year so um you know on seven targets the the you know three seasons ago so um you know has been used um has been targeted lightly in the passing game but has been fairly reliable so um you know obviously we're going to use him um more uh, as a downhill runner and we want to get the you know him breaking through the line of scrimmage i think the the nice thing about him is he's able to hit those small creases and boy, with this offensive line, are those creases going to be small? So we're going to have to go through and and hope that he can uh, um, come out and and get through and, and break through the second level. And then um, you know it's off to the races. And he's shown his breakaway ability too um, against Buffalo before. So definitely yeah. has a speed to go. And, and that one, that windy game against Buffalo, he had that 67 yard touchdown run. So we remember yep. that. Absolutely. Um, B- Eric in the comment section, B. John Robinson, just dropping his name in there. I think this takes the Bills out of the running for B.J. Ro- B. John Robinson. Yeah. It makes, I guess, no sense. You're not going to be able to carry all four running backs anyway. Yep. And you're not going to be able to cut Hines. You're not moving off Cook. Then why would you bring in Damian Harris? Like, yep. And I, don't, I think the Bills have other needs, minus unless they do some other things in free agency that fill immediate gap like middle linebacker right tackle round one um those are two more glaring needs even wide receivers probably more important than bj robinson at this point and i'm not saying b john robinson uh would be a bad option for the bills it just doesn't make logical sense with i think when he's taken he's gonna want to kind of play right away and just kind of doesn't well i think he's not gonna get that too many, too many needs right away to to go after B. John Robinson. Not too many needs where we're such a bad team, but a couple of needs where you like at twenty seven, you go a linebacker, you like a Jack Campbell or Trent Simpson, you're like, oh, perfect, fits yeah. a need. Or you go a Darnell Wright or Daywan Jones at right tackle, fits a need yeah. right away. B. John Robinson, well, there's three other running backs in the house. Like that mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense for the Bills. Um Yeah, and I think Mel Kuyper mocked him and he kind of was like, Oh, these guys can just have a luxury to take whoever they want and this guy is going to be good. And it's like, maybe, but I think that, like you said, it'd be better spent elsewhere. Now I'm more along the lines that we'll want to get that strong tackle um, in the yeah. building uh, maybe. And, and, you know, uh, Kenny's in here too. Thanks Kenny. Um, yeah. I think 
there the point was made on WGR earlier as well that uh you know Bijan probably not going to get past a team like the Eagles. Um so um I you know I don't know we'll see uh who wants them people could trade up uh, in front of the Bills to take them all this stuff. So all these games get played before the draft and it's kind of funny to see how all that works but um I think you know there could be the chance for a selection in the first round and then a trade up uh, to the 40s for a Jack Campbell if he's you know say he makes it to 44 or Trenton Simpson you know or Trenton Simpson um, you know those two guys are definitely leaders there's another guy out there that people are mocking I think he's from like Western Kentucky or something is that the Washington uh, State kid the Washington, Washington State. State yeah that's what it is and it's like he doesn't fit he, he's like another wide linebacker and I get like the whole positionless <sighs> linebacker scheme that people are thinking that could happen but i was like now we we, it says right in his scouting report that he's not going to take on blockers and not be able to like fill a hole to meet a ball carrier so i'm not really looking for that i really i think people (laughs) really want someone who can go in there and stick somebody and you know try to plug a hole so it wouldn't really make sense to me to get that type of guy no we already have like bernard and um dodson who's the other guy there the rookie last year uh, oh, Spector. Spector. Yeah, sorry yeah. i was forget, i always forget his name but um yeah we got those i mean those guys can develop um and have more uh kind of wide wide linebacker um builds and and skills so um definitely one of those things where um i just don't think he really fits the need and you know i don't having the bills drafted two of those guys last year i just wouldn't really want to you know draft no. another one i don't see really the place for it on the roster. I think so. Jack Campbell and Trent Simpson are the two guys you would target. And if you had to reach at 27 for Jack Campbell or Trent Simpson, I guess I would live with it. Um, and I don't know how much of a reach they are. If, if they're going to be a successful player and they think they could start right away, that's not a reach. They're a proven player. I know we talk about players getting reached, but if you if they're, if they're productive, if they're good, how much of a reach it is. It might be a reach on that Thursday night of the draft, but mm-hmm. it might not be a reach um, – Long term, uh, Harris had 364 yards, five touchdowns in four games against the Bills. He always killed us. I'm glad he's on our team now. Yeah, Harris was a killer against the Bills. Jack Campbell, Drew Sanders, Noah Sewell are the prototype middle linebackers at the draft. I did a show before we came together, Lance, and I talked about like one position that we should look out for when it comes to the combine. Maybe not everyone's talking about, and that was Noah Sewell. Um, mm-hmm. That's Penny Sewell's brother, and you could have him in the third, fourth, maybe in the fifth round. Um, but if the Bills go into training camp without any other additions to the linebacker core, they don't get a Bobby Wagner or whoever else they would get. It's probably not a lot of people in the market right now. Um, I don't know if you can wait that long to go get another linebacker, yeah, in my sure. opinion. But you know Brandon Bean. He might have a plan up his sleeve and think Bernardo Milano and just see yeah. what the frick happens. Cause, I wouldn't be surprised if we you know, take – less skill position or God forbid an edge rusher or defense in the, you know, a different defensive position, maybe um, the safety from Alabama there drops. Um, somehow sort of battle or Brian uh, branch, Brian branch. Yeah. So um, not likely, but if he somehow dropped and you take that guy, then like I said, I think you can take somebody at 27. Um, I don't think they'll be able to trade up and then also get, uh, Simpson or Campbell in yeah. the second. Because I'm thinking, like, if you can take someone at 27, then use maybe your next two picks to trade up 
into the beginning of the second round and, you know, have your linebacker there, that could be a certain approach, you know, or even a pick this year, maybe 59 this year and a pick next year to um, soften the blow to get more people on the roster. So I definitely think they want to have more picks in this draft than what they have right now. So any kind of move, I would rather have them trade back and get more picks rather than try to, you know, combine picks and trade forward. But if they, if that's what they're seeing and that's the way they want to construct the roster, obviously they can fill out the rest of it with UDFAs and Mm -hmm. uh, go that route. But um, kind of, you know, it's going to be interesting to see their approach because we haven't seen this regime have to go through this where um, they don't necessarily have the flexibility to just take, you know, two edge rushers back to back and stuff like that. Like this, they need to get depth and young people in to this roster because you have two older safeties. You have guys on, you know, like Gabe Davis, who's playing on the last year of his contract coming up at Oliver tackle. Yep. I think we have to start talking about the bills potentially taking a D tackle. On day one or day two, Mozzie Smith, and maybe you well, Lance, you you alluded to the f- point that you think the Bills might have more picks in this draft, might make a move, might make a move back to accumulate more picks. That could be because they want to get a D tackle. Um, that that because it's right now, it, Daquan Jones is one more year on this contract, and I wouldn't be surprised if they reach out to Daquan Jones and give him uh, another year extension. It would free up more money right now, and I think he proved that he could needs another year. But what do they want to do with an Oliver? They have Tim Settle for another year. They're very thin at D tackle right now for the future. Um, so you would have to go. Yeah, Mozzie Smith's a guy. Um, Luke Van Ness, but he might be more of an edge rusher. Um, let's see. I'm trying to look at some guys for D tackles. Uh, Gervon Dexter, senior from Florida. Carl Brooks. Um, Jaquan, uh, Jaquan Rowe from LSU, um, Byron Young from Tennessee. Can you boot Benton from Wisconsin? People like, I saw somebody yeah. mock him today in the second round. So the tackle could be an option in day one, uh, probably not day one, day two or day three, early on in day three or late in day two. So I think Bills fans have to brace for that in my opinion. Yeah. I just hope that a guy like, you know, Brian Brissy doesn't kind of fall. <laughs> And then they kind of fall in love with him, and and he doesn't pan out at you know twenty seven. So um, certainly a possibility. I think that um, you know there's uh, there's still people you know getting released, and that's that kind of thing. Like um, you know, I think Seattle just released a, a D tackle, um, and I'm well, not sure what his market is, but I think that he's a well you know, Talbot an option. Sorry to cut you off, but Ryan Talbot. A couple weeks, uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple days ago, and I tweeted this out and put out a. Couple of tidbits on this on my Twitter. Uh, Puna Puna Ford, D tackle from Seattle, like you just mentioned. I think he could be a legit option for the Bills. And the Bills had Cody Talbot had interest in him. So, yep. Al Woods, that's the guy. Uh, there's Al Woods. They just uh, oh that guy too. But uh, I wouldn't be against. I think them he's a bigger. I think he's a bigger body. He's more <laughs> of a, a nose or a, a one one tech uh, D tackle rather than the the traditional three that Ed plays. So, yeah. I, it's tough to see, you know, it's tough to think that they'll um, give up on these guys, but they, you know, just guys like Davis and Oliver have been so inconsistent um, throughout their careers. They've had flashes where they look um, unstoppable. And obviously Gabe Davis having 
a playoff record setting performance, you know, definitely um, kind of gives people hope. You know, for me, like I really like Gabe Davis, but I like I do too. Gabe Davis the person more than maybe Gabe Davis the player. And if mm-hmm. I hadn't met him in person, if I didn't like his story and you know follow him um, since he's a rookie, you know, I might feel different. So I don't know if people have the same kind of attachment that I do. Is I'm more of like looking at at it, you know, like yeah, like he's he's a good fit here in Buffalo, but you know, depends on what he would have as a, you know, contract demand and things like that, you know, going into um, his second contract after the rookie deal expires. So that's something interesting that we're all going to have to wait and see. And that's, uh, that's the, the painful part, right? I think Bill's mafia has been uh, waiting and, and seeing, and we haven't seen a ton on the free agency front, but I think definitely getting, uh, you know, like I said, a proven commodity and, and a name like um, Damian Harrison definitely helped. And yeah. then the other guy we brought in, uh, Trent Sherfield, right? So I think he started out his career with the Niners, played in Miami. Um, really good. Uh, you know, he was a special teamer. He definitely um, can play offense as well. He's definitely got um, the talent to, to go and, and score some touchdowns, things like that. So um, equal he- snaps in the slot and out wide. So he can kind of line up all over the formation, it seems like. And, um, you know, not, not a super highly graded, um, guy ever. His highest grade was 2020 had a 67.1, but, um, you know, he's, he's, uh, definitely, you know, one of those hard nosed players. I think the, the team, uh, you know, the guys that kind of spoke out after he got signed here, were talking about, you know, he can do the things like block in the running game and have, you know, success at it. So he's one of those guys that can kind of do almost anything um, that you ask him to do. And he's fast. So, um, you know, we definitely see the, the speed um, factor here as we uh, get through free agency, the bills are definitely adding uh, speed to that roster. And uh, it'll be fun to see if that's uh, what continues. You guys, you got guys like, um, what is it? Tank Dell, I think who's just, he's, I was watching some of his stuff earlier today, actually. And just, some of the moves he can make in the route running is just, he's so quick and his breaks are instant, you know? Um, I would think the bills would be out on Tate Dell, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I don't would, know. Maybe you know, third, would, fourth round. If he's there. I mean, I, I still think if the bills are going to add a receiver in this draft, if they don't go like somebody said, Zay flowers in the comments, um, because there's a couple guys at 27, that might be really tough to pass up. Zay flowers, uh, Smith, the Jigbug, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, all those four guys are 27. If they pull the trigger on those guys, I'm not against it, and I'll be on 100% board because those guys are playmakers. But we talked about this in the, in the uh, Bill and Buffalo chat last night. Some receivers that the Bills could target on end of day two or day three, mm-hmm. and that would be like a Cedric Tillman from Tennessee. That would be Jaden Reed from Michigan State, Xavier Hutchinson, a lot of prototypical Davis guys that like are similar to Gabe Davis. One, because it might make Gabe Davis expendable potentially, but – I don't think the Bills have a lot of that on their roster right now. If you look at the receiver core, right? Diggs is separate because Diggs is a top three receiver in the National Football League, right? Gabe Davis is that big body receiver who's had an up and down career, but when everything when he's healthy, he's been very good. But then you have Khalil Shakir, who I think is going to be very good. We have high helps for him. Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield are speedsters, gadget guys, and maybe better than gadget guys, but like Trent Sherfield's a better version of Jake Kumaro. Like 
that's what I saw with Trent Sherfield. He's speed. Um, he has somewhat production, but he was behind Waddle and Hill last year, which makes that a little tough. And I think he could be very good. But I think this means the Bills, if they're going to add another receiver, unless they go get a DeAndre Hopkins or Odell or Jerry Judy, which I don't know how likely that is, um, then I think they go a bigger body receiver in the draft, like a Tillman or Jaden Reed yeah. or Hutchinson. One of the guys um, I've really been on, um, I haven't mocked him yet, but I really have an eye for this Andre Iosivas from Princeton. I don't know how to say his last okay. name, but, um, you know, 6'3", 205, runs a four four three. He's got a rating of 83.7 based upon your uh, website here, NFL Draft Buzz. I think that's mm-hmm. the one you use, right? I like um, that. Yeah. yeah, so I'm on there. And uh, when targeted, 118.1 QBR. That's really cool. Like, he's he's got to be a, a diamond in the rough here. He's not even in the top 10 um, ranked receivers. And I, no. I just feel like you you can't go wrong. Yeah, Marvin Mims, like you said, Tillman. Um I really like Josh Downs, but because they've added the pieces they've added, I'm not sure he necessarily yeah. fits. That's why take now, down might not fit. But you know, but I think, but I really wouldn't uh, wouldn't mind well, a guy like Lynch. If they go their starting linebacker in round one or starting right tackle in round one, right, and they mm-hmm. get Josh Downs in round two, like I don't think Deontay Hardy or Trent Sherfield should stop you. All right, right. But it might stop them because it might be more of a stopgap action. And B thinks we have other needs. Doesn't mean it should stop you, but it could stop you. Um, sure. Michael Wilson's a great option, I think, from Stanford. I think the Bills, Parker Washington, um, Bills Mafia Prods has been in the comment section for weeks talking about Parker Washington. So people like Parker Washington a lot. Um, though uh, Jaden Reed, I agree with the guy from Princeton. Keishon Boudet, I talked about last week, people were down on him. Third round pick, Keishon Boudet, and he has a fun last name, um, um, which is nice, I guess for people that like the last names. Ronnie Bell, that could be more of a fifth or sixth round pick. Jaden Hazelwood, sixth or seventh round pick if they want to go that route. But there's going to be wide receiver options for the Bills to go after in this year's draft. So I wouldn't really worry about the Bills missing out on a receiver they want. But, Lance, would you pull the trigger on uh, a Zay Flowers, uh, JSN, Quentin Johnson, or Jordan Addison in round one? If either of those four are there at 27, and I – I find it funny that I say that because I, I put out a tweet earlier. I, I was reading through other people's, you know, mocks and stuff like that and just scrolling through Twitter on my lunch break. And I, I see, you know, this comment that, oh, that guy's not going to be there at that pick. It's like, bro, tell me how you know, like, how the board's going to fall. There's all kinds of trades. They're all kind of – teams have all kinds of needs. Um, and they know that certain other teams are going to be – picking the same position or have those same type of needs and they're going to want the top guy. So there's a lot of things where people can move up and take a guy um, out of position, you know, that doesn't really, that kind of lets a wide receiver fall down the board. And um, Zay Flowers seems to be the most common one in, in the mocks I'm doing a lot of times, mm-hmm. but I mean, man, if Smith and Jigba is out of the top 10, and we could get him somehow, that would be phenomenal. I just don't see him, um, you know, making it past 15. I mean, I guess after, like, if he makes it past 15, maybe, you know, I'm all on board for them trying to trade up and, and getting him. But I just, there's not really, um, with the teams that are there uh, in the, you know, 10 to 25 range, I just, you know, they could all take receivers. And then, then you have defensive guys that, 
that fall. And then Bill's Mafia is going to lose their mind because we're going to take, you know, uh, Brian Brissy from uh, Clemson, right? Or, uh, you know, one of those kind of guys. And it's like, man, we don't necessarily um, uh, need that. So uh, the kid from Princeton is ranked 15th on uh, on this website. So on NFL Draft Buzz. So, yeah, he's, uh, you know, a pretty good guy. The other guy that I just read that they were, I think they had an interview with him and he, and he seems like the perfect prototypical size, um, Jonathan Mingo. So, you know, if he's there, um, seems like he's got a really good draft profile from everything I'm reading. I haven't gone and and actually, um, got to see uh, a lot of his tape yet, but I I definitely have Jonathan Mingo on my uh, radar to try to check out too. Um, and then one of the Maryland receivers, I think that was Rakeem Jarrett. Uh, is Jarrett the bigger one? You know, he's a speedster. Okay. There's um I can't I keep forgetting this guy. Oh, name. DeAndre um Dante Demas Jr. Yes, that's right. And he's more of a day three guy, I think. Um that would yeah, be he's, like he's, a lot easier to to stomach, you know, making sure we can uh, you know, we can kind of get a guy like that. So draft projects in fifth round, so day three guy. Mm-hmm. Um Dan Kelly's in the comment section. What's up, Dan? Former no member. Real Dan Kelly. What's up, man? We miss you. How you doing? Uh, make sure you like and subscribe, everyone. Good to see you, gentlemen. Good to see you, too, man. We miss you. Um, Roy's coming in. You need a true slot receiver. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I think the Bills added enough explosiveness to the receiving core. I think more snaps and more targets to Shakir is going to help. Mm-hmm. I think when he played, he looked very good. I think Hardy and Sherfield give you a different dynamic. Those guys are flyers. Those guys are speedsters. Those guys can get open. Deontay Hardy was is one of the best yards for catch guys in the NFL, statistically. Mm-hmm. And Sherfield, Tyreek Hill was pissed that they left. That uh, Trent Sherfield left. So I'm happy we made him mad, but I'm also happy that shows how, maybe how good he is. And he was just behind a Jalen Waddle and a Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, and when you got a guy like that, when you got a guy like Sherfield now can line up outside, inside, wherever, but now you can move other people around. And guess who is one of the best route runners in the league that's on the Buffalo Bills that would feast in the slot? Stefan Diggs. Well, wait, you think about it, right? Let's say you bring Diggs inside, right? You have Davis, (laughs) and then let's say you draft a Cedric Tillman or something like that. I mean, I'm yeah. not saying he's not ever going to play exclusively in the slot. He's just, but I'm saying you, it's even to you could put you know, motion anywhere. him, get him in the slot, get him maneuvering against a nickel or a safety. And then those are missing. Those are the thing that I definitely want to see um, the Bills do this year that they didn't do enough of last year, I think, is get those mismatches, get the window dressing going, get some motions, get people in matchups with safeties and nickels and, the, and linebackers and really be able to use those guys to um, – to exploit the defense. And I think that is certainly um, one of the things they can do now. They've got some of these speedy guys with Sherfield and Harris um, and Hardy. So, you know, these guys can now, um, I'm sorry, it was Hardy. Hardy <coughs> and Sherfield are definitely guys where they can kind of go in motion, bring digs in motion, like I said. So just opens up the, the possibilities both for personnel and, um, pairings you can also you know what if they go out if michael mayer from notre dame you know is there or 
Say Darnell no, Washington. Me with, you kill me with the tight end say, in the first round. Wait. Say Darnell Washington oh falls God, to round two. Dude. Round two. Round two. If Darnell Washington falls to round two, 59. You got to take a guy like that. You got to get weapons for Allen, and that's the best value weapon at 59. I can stomach a tight end in round two. I don't know if I can stomach a tight end in round one. Yeah. I do like that kid. Um, Speaking of tight ends, the kid from Alabama, Latu, I think yeah. he fits pretty well because he I like him a lot in the fourth or fifth round. I think yeah. that would be a great low cost option for the Bills to run tight end to. And you still have Quentin Morris. And then obviously you have Knox. I, I, I'm on board for that. I talked about Campbell too in the video I did. I'm on yeah. board for a Campbell. And you also had that Shoemaker kid from Michigan. Yeah. Who was, he's um, testing better than people thought. But I yeah. think definitely he's a fourth round, maybe. We could yeah. get him if he falls. But, you know, I'm not sure he'll get down that far so. well the draft you know how the draft works the draft always does some wild things yep um kenny's coming in he likes zach Koontz. definitely a guy um mark's mark's got my back here bro i don't know oh. he says what's wrong with a t in round one? like i say it's gotta be kincaid or mayor you're not gonna go i'm sorry uh, darnell washington's fine he's done tested really well at the combine he's done everything for his stock that he could do but he's not uh, a round a round one guy I think opinion. there's nothing wrong with a tight end in round one. I picked 27, in my opinion. There's a problem with the tight end in round one. The Bills haven't addressed, need another linebacker, or they need to address the right tackle position, another weapon, uh, could add a guard. A deed, I think there's too many. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. For needs on this offense or That's defense. That's crazy. So Darnell Washington now is ahead of Kincaid in, um, according to the NFL draft buzz site. So that's, but I think, you know, the scouts have ranked Kincaid. Yeah, I think Kincaid is like, the top two. But uh, here in NFL buzz, they like NFL draft buzz. They like. Well, I think Washington, uh, Washington gives you that upside. I think Kincaid and Mayer had better, like, quote unquote, college careers. I have nothing wrong with, and Mark, appreciate the comment, man. Um, I have nothing wrong with tight end around one. When I say too many more needs, it's not, I'm like, I feel like I keep saying the Bills have a shitty roster because they don't. They have a top five roster in the National Football League. Um, but Tremaine Edmonds leaving leaves a gap in the middle linebacker position. Um, I'm not sold on Spencer Brown. They could always draft Osiris Torrance in round one, and I don't think I'd be against that. Him and McGovern, and then you can eventually move Bates to center when Morse retires. That's not a bad option at all. Maybe, um, uh, maybe the guys really like. Maybe the regime really loves tall people because Darnell Washington's six seven. Yeah, runs a four six four. I um, but I just would stum- like if the Bills went Darnell Wright, Anton Harrison, like in round one, and then they went tight end in round two. I would be on board with that. I can deal with that. I don't know if I could deal with the round one linebacker. Uh round round one tight end, especially yeah. if there's some good tackles, a guard on the board that I like, Trenton Simpson or Jack Campbell. There's more of a need there. I think Michael Mayer could be very good. I'm just never a fan of taking a tight end round one um, because I think there's more value if you take a tight end in day two, early day three. That's just my opinion. Dawson Knox is a very good tight end. He was a third-round pick. Um, I don't think Travis Kelsey was a first-round pick. Neither was George Kittle, Darren Waller. Um, Mark, uh, Mark Andrews might have been a first-round pick. 
I don't know. I don't remember if Mark Andrews was a first round pick. I just think there's uh yeah. Um well the other tight end at Georgia might be the number one skill player off the board next year in Brock Bowers. Tight end or wide receiver or running back. He's gonna be the number one skill skill player off the board next year. So you can say that you were impressed with Darnell Washington. I agree. I don't think his stats were as good as he was supposed to be. I think his people are gonna tank draft for Brock him. Bowers. Should we yeah. tank for Brock Bowers? We could tank for Brock Bowers if we wanted. But he's <laughs> I think Darnell Washington is gonna get drafted more of his intangibles than his production in college. But Brock Bowers is if you went in the draft this year, he'll be a first round pick. Yeah. Like Brock Bowers is an absolute stud. He's gonna be a stud in the NFL. He's a stud in college. Um so yeah, the guy in front of him was uh pretty Good, but I agree with you. I don't think Washington was as good as we expected. Yeah, but I, it's just it's frustrating for me um, seeing like some of the the way the prospects here are. Is um, it's it's fascinating to see that if people are more <laughs> enamored with um, some offensive guys and the receivers and that thing, there is going to be just some really good defensive linemen sitting there at the end of round one, and it's like, you what know, do they do right? I mean. You know who's a defensive lineman that I like that you can get in round three? That you said round one, KJ Henry from Clemson. Um, he's behind Breesy. Um, I think this is a guy I like. KJ Henry. Um, I think you could definitely have him in round three, maybe four. That might be pushing it. Um, I'm trying to find where they have him projected here. KJ Henry. They have him projected in the let's see, let's see, fourth round. So I like KJ Henry. Position rate twenty four. That could be a low-cost option for the Bills if they address some other needs and then go get a fourth-round edge. That might be a little more value for the Bills. They could get KJ Henry in round four. Right on. Um, Kelsey, round three. Andrews, round four. Kittle, round five. And then Hayden Hurst, round one. Yep. So if you're going to have an argument with not taking a tight end round one, that's probably the argument you you start with. Yeah, so absolutely. we said we weren't going to talk a lot of draft tonight, but we always – Find a way to the draft. I love the draft. Um, Roy coming in. What happened to Dan and Akeem? Akeem ain't going anywhere. Akeem's bringing a new show. Um, Lance, I don't know if you know when that is. Um, but Akeem's having his new show Monday nights, most likely. Um, I don't want to drop the knowledge, but I don't know if I'm supposed to say that or not. Um, Akeem's I know dropping nothing, new- Roy. Sorry. What? I said, I know nothing, Roy. I'm sorry. Akeem's dropping a new show by himself. So is Dave Myers um, in the coming months. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and Dan, Dan's off doing his own thing. So Dan's off doing his own thing. Uh, I think he's got the Kelly cast. Kelly cast. Brother, so uh, really cool yeah. stuff going out there. Check uh, that out. Make sure you check him out. Um, obviously, was a great member of BIB, and uh, we're sad that he had to leave. But uh, he's off to, you know, looking for bigger and, and, and greener pastures. So all the best to him. As yeah, we Roy, earlier. We used to be Wednesdays, or my show used to be Wednesdays at 7. Lance came on as my co-host, and now we're Tuesdays at 8. So we're trying to. We're trying to um, grow that Tuesday night following. It's going to take a little while. Won't be easy, but we got time for the season. But Lance, we can keep talking about the draft. If people have draft questions, keep coming at us. We got another. I just wanted to hit on one more free yeah, yeah. thing. I'm not sure if we pulled it up, so correct me no. if I. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, shoot. I missed that. We My bad. Uh, had a visit from David Edwards. Um, so played under Cromer, started in the Super Bowl two years ago. Um, he looks like he's terrible at pass blocking, or at least he was last year. Up and down uh, he, pass blocker. He got a less than 30 rating well, at pass blocking. So he had a lot of concussions the, last year. The, the, next, the, the year before when they were at the Super Bowl, he had a 70 um, rating. 
from PFF. So, um, and six question at run. So definitely a guy to bring in if he's, you know, just going to be a backup type guy and we can get him real cheap, but big body. Maybe worse than Roger Saffold. No. Uh, okay. Well, I, maybe he can. I don't think, I don't think so. Uh, less than a 30. Uh, well, last year, I think they said it right on David Edwards. He missed, he only played 230 snaps. Yeah, that's right. He had concussion issues last year. The 2021 season, 70 pass blocking grade. I'll sign up for that. Yeah, he was a mauler too. Apparently, last year though, he did have a 75.6 <laughs> rating at, at um as a run blocker. So I'm not against didn't, this. Didn't get it. I think you know it's a guy that'll come in, compete, push Bates to be better. Push Bates push, 100. Push um the new guy there. I don't, be I don't think Connor McGovern's going anywhere, McGovern. but so well, it's just a matter of competition. You you make him. Um, you know, want to earn it. You, you know, you bring in guys that are going to compete and then naturally that just raises the level. So it's a little bit of the iron sharpening iron type of deal. And um, no, 100%. you got to experience with a guy playing in a Super Bowl. I think that's. And if he can um, stay healthy, he's proven to be a decent pass blocker and a very good run blocker. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's upside to this higher signing if, if it does happen. Um, but he did leave without a contract. So. I don't know. Maybe the Bills just kick the yeah. tires on it and think, eh, we can get him in a couple weeks if we don't get our next guy, vice versa, That's, right? And it's I not think these call. guys are really going to – I think, you know, we're going to see a lot more action um, potentially as we get closer to the draft and, uh, you know, after the draft. I think there's going to be guys that get drafted that can um, probably take the spot. There's going to be post-June 1 – Mm-hmm. um cuts right so you get you guys you know gotta stay patient i mean i know it's it's really hard because you don't understand really what the um what the process is yet we don't know exactly what their thoughts are who their targets are and all that stuff because they they don't have much out in the uh you know public arena so we don't know exactly what their plans are but um, you know, Bobby Wagner is still out there. You know, like you said, Risner is still out there. Yeah. There's still guys to be had. And if they, you know, are hungry and want to chase a championship um, rather than sign a big yeah. deal, you know, we can get guys on one, two-year deals that are um, pennies on the dollar we to s- to go and try to win. And I think that's what you saw with Damian Harris, right? Yeah, He's I was like, about Here's to say that. One-year deal, you know, 1.7 mil, and let's go try to well, win a championship. Sign me up. Deontay Foreman signed for three mil. You got Harris on 1.7, and David Harris is a way better running back than Deontay Foreman. Mm-hmm. He's proven to be a better running back. And I don't know how much worse he is than Jamal Williams, right? Like, yeah, when I think he had some, you know, his only thing, right, that kills him is the is the durability aspect. You know, did have, but he's not going to be asked to be an RB1. Yeah, no, he's not, um, you know, going to be a bell cow by any, by any stretch of the imagination. And um, I'm excited, man, to see. James Cook come out here and see what he can do with, I hope. with more opportunity. I think he's absolutely going to get um, the lion's share of, of the yeah, work. And I, I agree. think he's going to um, be really good. Uh, I hope James Cook changes his number. What do you want his number to be, four? Go back to four, when yeah. he was at Georgia. Jaquan Johnson's not on the team anymore. He's out with the Raiders. I, I think I think that'd be a cool jersey to get a James Cook four. Yeah, Roy's coming in. Wants a Super Bowl before he's rejected at the pearly gates. His pearly yeah. gates are assuming heaven. Yeah, it's going to be a lot less of a of a difficult fall, Roy, for me and you, buddy. Um, if we have have that Super Bowl, so I definitely agree. Hopefully, uh, I have a bit 
uh, turning 37 on Friday, so I should Ooh. have a little bit of a uh, little bit of time to. What are you doing for your birthday? Like? Window here. Um, I don't think I'm doing anything. Oh, gonna, come uh, on! You should go a, out like it's your 21st birthday. So I just saw one of the local bowling alleys has like a free comedy night going on or something. I'm not a big drinker, so I don't uh, okay. I don't drink anymore and stuff. So the the mm-hmm. whole party scene's not okay, really. So maybe don't me. go out like a 21 year old. We need to, uh, you know, we need to get some other uh, entertainment avenues here um, in New York. It's slowly slowly coming around, um, but they definitely uh, there's definitely a good bit to do around town. But with a three year old, I'm probably gonna hang, uh, play dad for the day, and just uh, I might. Uh, you know, finish up some taxes, little, little, uh, Oh, that sounds fun. Okay. Well, I think we, should, thing. we might have to stop talking. <laughs> this now. You're boring me. Um, Mark, good night, Mark. Um, Mike's go, Mark's going to bed for him. Comes him around to sleep, didn't I? Well, you know what, Mark, before you head out, if you're still here, you asked a question. We missed it. Have you picked a guy to run defense yet? No. Um, they brought in Sean Holcomb earlier in the offseason. He's a senior defensive assistant, a veteran guy, but Sean McDermott's going to run plays, call plays on the defense. And, I think that's a great thing. Sean McDermott was a hell of a DC in Carolina. He was one of the reasons they got to that Super Bowl in 2015. So Sean McDermott running defensive plays is awesome. So to answer your question, Mark, no, but Sean McDermott's going to call plays. And I bet you Sean Holcomb is going to have – is it Sean Holcomb? Or am I just freaking saying it wrong? Uh, name? It's definitely Al Holcomb. I'm it's Al Holcomb, sure. yep. Okay. Al Holcomb. I got the last name right. That's all that matters. Al Holcomb, senior defensive assistant. I'm assuming he'll have – I'm saying it, but that to answer your question, Sean McDermott will be calling plays. Good night, Mark. Now you can go to bed. Um, Patriots paid James Robinson two years, eight million to replace Harris, who isn't an upgrade over Harris, in my opinion. Patriots did some weird things so far this offseason. I'm they're still on the DeAndre Hopkins uh watch list, so they go get D Hop, then it maybe negates, then who cares about James Robinson? But unless they draft a new quarterback, it doesn't really matter because Mac Jones just saying that, bro. You signed Juju Smith-Schuster for the same money you're going to sign Jacoby Myers, and Jacoby Myers is better than Juju Smith-Schuster, I think. Absolutely. So, so I didn't get that. But, you know, Bill Belichick and his offensive talent without Tom Brady is bad. Um, I would like for us to pick up Bob Wagner. I agree with you, Joseph. I think every single Bills Mafia member would be yes to Bobby Wagner, to a Buffalo Bill. Do the Bills wait for his price to drop? Probably. Are they still in on Bobby Wagner? Who knows? I wouldn't rule it out, Lance. Would you rule out Bobby Wagner back to the not back to the Bills? Not until the draft. Not until the draft. If we take you know the guy in the first or early second by trading back, but um, I think if we're getting closer and closer to the draft, and they can, um, and and Wagner isn't asking for too much. um, I mean, the Bills have money; they can give him what five, six million. Yeah, seven probably. If they want to, if you want to, you can um, extend. Daquan Jones, and that I think that frees up four to five million dollars. Yeah, and even I mean, if with all, the, stolen, with all yeah. the D tackles that are available in the draft, I mean, you can always move at Oliver, and that's you know, and give Wagner at Oliver's money right there. Boom. Yeah, you know that's a potential. But you know, I again, there's there's a lot of things. I th- you know, it, it's really kind of exciting for me that Bean isn't just doing all these moves that everyone's predicting that he could do to free up all this money, like. Because that actually helps us in the long term. Like yeah. the whole goal here is to be a sustained, excellent team for years and years. So I mean, if you want to have continued success and try to compete year after year um, and and be a Super Bowl contender like we have been, 
I think that's the right approach. They're not going to go and, uh, you know, burn down all these bridges um, by extending and restructuring and all this stuff and get caught up in a nightmare. So I think it's, it's a really good approach. You know, they did the bare minimum that they kind of needed to do to operate um, and still have some flexibility, but now they've set themselves up. So they don't need to necessarily make any more moves and they can still operate. And if they do make some moves, then that gives them more room. If the right, it has to be the right guy. It has to be a Bobby Wagner, you know, just a stud starter at a position. Is there any other linebackers on the market? I don't know of one now I can check, but I think that Wagner is the only one that's really um, moving the needle for me. I agree. Um, yeah, like that would if the Bills went to go get Bobby Weiner, it would avoid not avoid, but you wouldn't have to take a linebacker in round one or round two. Right. No, exactly. I mean, that just gives you so many right. um, options with the with the draft. <laughs> it takes away any sort of need to. Um, it looks like Anthony Walker Jr. is a guy that's available. Yeah. Miles Jack. Um, Zach Cunningham. Zach Cunningham's in there. Deion Jones. Um, Anthony Walker is like projected only like four mil. So, I mean, that's definitely, I think, you know, I would that's be against Anthony Walker. I think that, um, you know, I really think at middle linebacker, it's going to be see how the draft board falls, see what you can get out of a rookie. And if the guy doesn't fall to you or you're not, um, you know, and if you take a guy like, fifth sixth seventh round then you're not uh you're not really obligated to start them right away you can bring in a wagner for two three years and try to uh you know have some guys sit behind develop a little bit more because that you know we're really young at linebacker actually and it's good but it's um i think people are worried because it's an unknown so i think you have to you know it or it would be more it would ease people's anxiety if we could bring in a vet that we know could at least hold their own like Bobby Wagner. Um, and no, I know, you know, Roy's here saying, um, is Wagner yeah. still top 10? 90.7 PFF grade this past year, Bob Wagner, 90.7. Yeah. So yes, not, he is. But even 91. if he wasn't, point, he's top 20, we can deal with that. 91.1 in run defense. 79.6 in pass rush and 77.9 in coverage. So, yes, I think Bobby Wagner and Matt Milano would be deadly. And then you could avoid taking a linebacker in round one or round two. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And he was tied for third, not tied, he was third in assists, 20th in the tackles, um, fourth in interceptions with the linebackers. So, yeah, I think Bobby Wagner would, I think people would lose their mind. And I think it would be not a name signing. It's a name signing, and I think it's also a production signing and a good player signing. Um, but no, I'm on board for. Uh, I'm on board for. Bobby Wagner. Bobby, yeah, Bobby Wagner. I was looking at his PFF, and the picture of him is in a Seahawks jersey, with the Rams colors in the background. But the Seahawks jersey has no, uh, no logo. Nice. So it was completely just throwing me off what I was looking at. Nice. Uh, is Mal Valentine here coming in? Will we address the O line? They did. Um, they kind of did, and so the the way they look at it is Dawkins is the left tackle. Okay, I mean that's he's going to be the left tackle. McGovern's brought in; he's going to start at left guard. They've 
all but told him that and told us that. And then Mitch Morris is your center. Okay. So now you got Bates, who I think, based upon his deal, they may, like you say, we just said, you know, we might bring in uh, a David Edwards to compete, but Bates is really kind of, you know, the incumbent starter at right guard. So then the only thing with the line is Spencer Brown. They really like Spencer Brown. They think he can develop. They think that his injury last year hindered him um, from taking the next step. And they think that now with another offseason and some healing that he um, is fine. So don't be surprised if we don't even draft a tackle. Yeah. <laughs> like I they agree. might not. They might just be that we signed we sign, uh, David Questenberry today, um, another uh, free agent signing that we didn't pull up yet. But, um, you know, Questenberry Wait, is going to be a swing lineman he can play all four positions besides center and he probably could play center at some mid-level but um you know he's a solid guy to call on if you need him um i was banging the table for him to start last year at right tackle based upon some preseason work i think that i saw and then as the season progressed i think you know um i wasn't so uh caught up on that i think you know, Spencer Brown was just that bad that you kind of just were like, give me anybody but this, you know. And uh, Look, I'm not against Spencer Brown. I'm really not. But it's it's a little risky for me for a team that can win the Super Bowl to go in with him being your right tackle. And mm-hmm. I get it. If you use a first-round pick on Darnell Wright or Anton use a first-round pick on a tackle, right? Is that a problem? Because then you're basically saying bye-bye to Spencer Brown. But Spencer Brown, you gave him two years to start. He was a right tackle. And he could be that third swing tackle for two years. Mm-hmm. That's not the end of the world. He's an upgrade over Questenberry, I right. think, for that swing tackle. But I do think the Bills address the line. I think Connor McGovern's an upgrade over Roger Saffold. They play him a left guard or they play him a right guard. Connor McGovern was a hell of a pass blocker last year. Like a hell of a pass blocker. Um, and he's young and he... I think it's a good way to develop. So I think Connor McGovern's a very good upgrade. Um, yeah. I'm on board with Connor McGovern. I know was it last, I think it was last week. You you were surprised how hyped that was about Connor McGovern. So I think he could be very good. So they upgraded. They got better, but there's still room for improvement. But I agree with what you yeah. said, Lance. Don't be surprised if week one Spencer Brown's that starting right tackle. I still would like them to bring in another right tackle in camp. To, to yeah, and listen, they're going to sign whether it's whether they draft a guy. Um, on day two or three, I don't expect it to be a day one draft uh, target at tackle. But I mean, if the, listen, if it's the best player that's available to them at 27, and that's the best way they think they can improve their roster is to get one of those guys. That's the thing. We don't know what they think. I mean, a lot of mocks for me, it's easy to mock a guy like Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse because yeah. I'm a, a huge Syracuse homer. I've watched the team. I grew up watching Syracuse my whole life. Um, so, you know, I was talking about this um, on Twitter the other day. It's like I would I would draft all three of the big names, really all four of the guys coming out of Syracuse this year. I wouldn't mind having on the Bills. You got uh, Bergeron, Garrett Williams as a corner would be a great young corner addition. I don't think he's going to be available where it would make sense for us to draft him, but I wouldn't mind having him. That's what I'm saying. And then um, – Mikel Jones had a decent pro day from what I heard. Uh, he's a linebacker that could come in, kind of learn from Milano, could develop. He's a, a late, late, you know, six, seven round guy. Yeah. And then you got um, 
Sean Tucker, the running back, yeah. who we we talked about not necessarily needing to draft a running back, but Tucker could fall into the you know pick one thirty, let's say, and you know at that at that stage of the draft, it's like, dude, you got Harris for a year. Let Tucker sit behind him and learn some things. Maybe Tucker even beats him out before camp, you know, and you're not really pigeonholed into into having him. I mean, I think Damian Harris is just better, and he, he'll ultimately, you know, obviously make the team. But I just think there's the possibility there to bring in a guy, you know, like Sean Tucker, who can, you know, if you take him in the fourth, fifth round, again, you're not obligated to play him year one. He oh. can, you know, sit there and, you know, maybe people, maybe he gets, you know, poached off the practice squad like um, some of our other guys have in the past. But I just think, like, bringing guys in to <laughs> – to really compete. And I think that's what we're really going to want to see, you know, across the offensive line. A lot of guys um, are, you know, they had kind of down years. A lot of the guys, all of our guys really had. It wasn't a, a good a down year. Um, it was not. But they didn't, they didn't really necessarily get um, because of, you know, the injury to Brown and some other things. Uh, Morse was out at times. Dawkins was out at times. I think that, you just didn't have a chance really to ever overall gel the offensive line together into a cohesive unit. And that's what you're really looking for um, coming out of, you know, the off season and into camp is really to have a guys that um, are used to working with each other and able to do that. So I think, you know, I, I'm all on board with giving Spencer Brown, like, like you said, give him this year to, to show, this, <laughs> you know, kind of a put up or shut up. And if he is, an absolute train wreck. You have Questenberry there that could fill in, or you could, you know, look at a free agent later in the year, because that's the thing Bean was talking about in his presser was that, you know, look, there may be guys that can get injured or needs that pop up during the year where we're going to have to go make a signing uh, free agent signing potentially. And he's got a bucket of money saved for that. You know, he's looking at, look, I got to have six mil um, sitting in the bank so that if someone yeah. goes down or someone that's just that's needs to be replaced, I got it. And I so do. We don't know. I do want to note one thing when it comes to we're uh, going to end in a couple minutes here, but at Senior Bowl in uh, Alabama, Brandon Bean and this was people who were there were noting Brandon Bean was fixated on those right tackles mm-hmm. that were there. It was Darnell Wright. It was Dewan Anton Harris. Yeah, yeah, Daywan Jones. I forgot who else was there. And we know a couple of things. Bean loves the Senior Bowl guys, and the fact that he was fixated on right tackles. Uh, <clears throat> I'm not saying <clears throat> whoa. There goes my voice. Um, it, was, it was eventually going to give out. Um, I was. I'm assuming that eventually. Well, well, backtrack here. I'm not saying because he was fixated on right tackles, he's going to take Darnell Wright or Daywan Jones in round mm-hmm. one. But <clears throat> if it's true that he was that fixated on them, I wouldn't rule it out because you get an instant upgrade at right tackle. But. I would not be surprised if they run Spencer Brown back another year. I would also not be surprised if they run a first-round pick at right tackle. I think yeah. both of those are in play for 2023 to 2024. And that's um, the fun of it. Everyone's so up in arms like, ah, oh, this isn't going to happen. It's like you can't say that anything's not going to happen. The only thing I yeah. know is they're not going to draft a quarterback in the first round or maybe at all in the draft. Or, they a, quarterback. Might. or a quarterback. No, I said quarterback. Oh, you said he said corner. No, no, I think they could take a corner still. Because yeah. I mean, you six round maybe. Yeah, you know, I do I'm, think they, one I of the kids hope. that I really is he's <clears throat> they're adding so much speed. Jacorian Bennett again, another Maryland guy, but he is uh, 
Shamari Connor from Virginia Tech is not a bad option in the fifth round. He's a safety corner hybrid. Bad option because he played at Virginia Tech. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. But (laughs) all of a sudden, I thought the Bills' depth at secondary is strong. It is. It is really strong. I think you need to have uh, safety at least in case um, DeMar Hamlin, even though he he probably is going to try to play. You know, there's no guarantee there. That's the biggest caveat where you say. So you may want to try to have another guy there. But, yeah, we do have. Christian Bedford. No, exactly, but I think you need to have somebody who no, no, I know, pair I with Benford, you know. So look, if like Demar Hamlin, if we knew tomorrow or by draft time that Demar Hamlin was a okay, let's run it back. You know what I mean? Then I think the Bills wouldn't need a draft of safety, but I don't think they draft a safety. They're going to do it not until day three at depth. Yeah, like another Demar Hamlin pick. But if you look at the secondary right now, right in the safeties, you have Poyer, you have Hyde running it back, awesome. Then you have potentially Demar Hamlin put a question mark next to him. And then you have Christian Bedford. Where does he play? Corner or safety? And then go to the cornerback position. Trey White to be two years removed from that ACL injury. Yep. And then you have Kyrie Elam and you have Dane Jackson. And then Christian Bedford potentially. Exactly. Like the well, secondary. The is, if you're going to move Bedford, <clears throat> then you do want to definitely get yes. a corner. Yeah. If you're not going to If you move, move Bedford, then avoid the safety pick, I think. Yeah. I think. Um, it depends. If they trade back from 27 and pile up some picks, though. Now yeah. you have a you have a situation where you can you know take a corner and a safety um, later in the rounds. And one of the cool things is that um, one of the with the guys that could be available to us late is one of Kyrie Elam's teammates from Florida, and the, one of those safeties could really come in um, trade and help uh, Dean and Torrance. I think I think Torrance is is a little bit uh, ranked a little bit higher, but um, yeah. but those you know why. Those are the cool things about um, this draft, I think, that you can get guys that have these relationships with other guys yeah. on the team. And we see that more and more now, you know, having um, highly talented rookies uh, in certain positions where, you know, okay, we have a, we have Kyrie. <clears throat> well, if, if we get a guy that played behind him in college or, you know, as a safety behind him in college, now that trust is already there, probably. That communication doesn't need to be worked out. It's already in place. I mean, it just gives you so much more of an advantage if the kid can stay healthy and function at a, at the NFL level. So, I mean, it's no guarantee any of these guys are going to come in and, and be able to play. But, you, you know, you hope that um, – and that's what definitely, you know, Akeem uh, has been saying to us all offseason long. He's like, whoever we draft – they gotta be an NFL caliber player. We have to be able to get players. We need guys to come in and be able to play. Yeah. And if they can't play at a high level, then our you know Super Bowl hopes are gonna dwindle quickly. And yeah. And then we're exactly. gonna have to, to figure right out tackle. how to make up for that. So if you're gonna get a right hit. tackle. He has to start day one. If you're gonna get a linebacker, he has to start day one. Exactly. If you're gonna get a receiver. He has to be an impact player. You're but even try- some of these depth guys on day two and three, we're gonna need them to then develop. You know, like if you get a safety, you know, Micah Hyde, you know, isn't going to be here forever. We're going to need a guy. No, and that doesn't not. necessarily mean we need Micah Hyde's replacement this year in the draft. But I bet you they extend Micah Hyde. I bet you they extend Micah If we get a sixth-round guy that comes in, learns behind him, and can take over in two years, that'd be fantastic, right? Yeah. So it's a matter of, you know, if we can get those, like, just one of those scenarios where, you know, we get a guy maybe <laughs> kind of Benford-esque type of pick where Benford came in as a sixth rounder, right. And showed he could play right away. And so if we get, you know, somebody like that at the right position, whether it be, you know, middle linebacker tackle, you know, where there, where there is a, you know, a day two or day three pick 
spent on them. And then they end up either playing right away or taking a year to develop and, and just coming in um, and starting in their second year. But uh, you know, that's one of those things that could also be um, expected from, from our second year guys coming up. So we have Spectre and um, well, Bernard, Bernard. So Look, you know, Shakir, those, guys could, Elon, those guys all have to make major impacts. And I thought Elon was very good. I thought Cook, what he played, was good. I thought Shakir, what he played, was good. They just need to play more, in my opinion. I'm really excited for sure Shakir this year. Yeah. I think it's going to be yeah. really good. I'm excited for Cook and Elon, too. I think they were both, sure, when they yeah. played, were both very good. Mm-hmm. I thought Elon was a very physical corner. Just didn't, they didn't, staff didn't trust him enough, which is what Akeem noted that we probably have to avoid that. They have to come in these this draft class and play year one. Um, we'll get to end with this question because we're yep. kind of past time here. But are you guys fearful of the Jets or the Finns? This won't be a walkthrough season. Look, yeah, fearful is probably not the right word, but the Dolphins are a legit team. They have a legit roster, but they don't have a legit quarterback. So I think that hinders them. But Waddle and Hill are weapons that you have to deal with. We did beat them two out of three times. That third game we played against them, um, the wheels completely fell off. A lot of play calling mishaps, a lot of just crap football, and we still won. Um, And then week one, or not week one, that early season, Lost three. The heat was an issue, in my opinion. The Jets. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is as good as Aaron Rodgers used to be. Like he's not Aaron Rodgers. In my opinion, you can make a case that Aaron Rodgers was the third best quarterback in his division last year. I thought Kirk Cousin, Kirk Cousins, and I thought Jared Goff had a better. He's not even there yet. So no, and he's not there. And I think it's going to cost more than people think. I really do. It's going to cost people more. And guess what? The, the Packers save $7 million, I believe, in cap, or maybe 10 if they trade them post-June 1st. So if you're the Packers, the heck you, why, why would you not wait? Yeah. You know the Jets are desperate. Just put everything, all their chips into Aaron Rodgers. Like, but if they get Aaron Rodgers, which they're gonna, I still think we're better than both teams. Doesn't mean it's not going to be easy. It's that National Football League. Right. But this team won 13 games last year. So you got to have the confidence because we have the better quarterback. Best quarterback in the division. So, And I'm just going to touch on this real quick before we get out of here is that I am 100% not fearful of either team uh, for the, some of the same reasons. But look, highly talented guys. You got younger guys in there uh, for the Jets, especially with, um, you know, Brees Hall coming off an injury and um, – you don't know what they're going to be now. So they're an unknown. Their quarterback situation's unknown. Um, and until they're coaching, I kind of, you know, what I said was if the, unless the Jets get Lamar Jackson, I have no worries about the Jets. Um, they're going to finish third. And that's, they have a good defense. I know that. Um, but they have to, they have to stay healthy and they have to, you know, show the durability. And they haven't done that yet. Um, Miami, I just, I don't trust Tua. I hate him so much. And I don't like Tua that like, I just, I'm arrogant on it. I'm kind of bullish that, you know, look, the bills are the team right now in the AFC East. And until someone proves that they can dominate them. Yes. I I mean, I know Hill and Waddle, but look, we didn't have our safety tandem either against them. So let me get Hyde Poyer back there and I'm not worried anymore. You know, I don't, you know, we got a, we got Elam <laughs> a solid rookie year where he's hopefully gaining confidence now towards the end of the year playing well. 
You have Trey White, you know, another year removed from his injury. Um, looks like he can still go. Doesn't look like he played super well, but I think he can get this offseason in. You know, he missed his whole offseason last year. So I also think know, he played better than people going to give him credit for it, my opinion. Sure, yeah, he did. And I think it's just going to be a matter of getting, you know, now that we have our secondary back and, and more solidified, I think that it's not as big of a deal, um, you know, for for the for the division. I think that um, there's obviously going to be a lot of offseason hype and hope for every team. Oh, my Everyone's God. Zero and zero. Oh, right? he is. So, yeah, everyone's all jacked up. Everyone's jacked up that Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the division. The Packers won the AFC East, blah, 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 blah. Not the Packers, the Jets. Yeah, yeah. Won the AFC East, blah, 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 blah. You go to ESPN, you go on Fox Sports 1. But that's also for clicks and stuff. But you're going to hear all, all Bills fans. You're going to hear the offseason noise. If once Aaron Rodgers officially gets announced to the Jets and that trade happens, get ready to hear it because it's going to happen, which makes, the, which makes the season probably a little more sweeter for everyone, Absolutely. in my opinion. So, we gave you 11 extra minutes. Why not? Um, Lance, one last time, shout out our promo code Underdog Fantasy and quickly break it down. Yeah, guys. Go ahead and sign up for Underdog on their web or on the app. Underdog Fantasy, promo code BLITZ. You get a deposit match up to $100 with a minimum deposit of $10. And we appreciate your support here on the Buffalo Blitz. Yeah. Every... Tuesday at 8 p.m. We're trying to draw, draw this Tuesday following. It used to be on Wednesdays, um, but now we're on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. on Bill and Buffalo Facebook and YouTube and on Twitter. If you missed the episode, you can always rewatch it on all three of those platforms. But if you prefer the podcast version, it comes out tomorrow morning on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed the show. We got a lot of things to come next week. Maybe more Bills free agency news. You never know. But definitely, we'll go a little in-depth more draft talk. We'll break down maybe some, some mock drafts, huh? Ooh, maybe some mock drafts. Um, yeah, all stuff. Appreciate it, Kenny. Great show tonight, guys. Look forward to next Tuesday show. Awesome. Thank you, Kenny, for being here for an hour and 12 minutes, taking your time out of your Tuesday night. That's awesome. Means a lot. But, yeah, draft stuff coming in. Like Lance said, draft, uh, mock drafts. If the Bills make any moves um, in the next week, we'll probably definitely touch on them on Tuesday. But draft season right around the corner. Um, and we appreciate everyone tuning in. And as always, go Bills. Go Bills. Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading to the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR.